right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. Before we get into the football talk, uh, our little intro thing here, I actually had an interesting conversation. Uh, it was yesterday with our good friend uh, Brandon that we bring up quite often on the show. Um, and I, I've had this thought before in my head, and I feel like it's kind of a common thing. It's Well, it could be sports-related, I guess, uh, depending on how you take it. But I, I pose an interesting question for you, Craig. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, it's gonna. It might be deep and philosophical. No, that you lost me there. Okay, no, it's it's whatever you make of it. So, however big or however uh, uh, small you want to go with it. But uh, here we go. So, the idea was, if time travel existed, if you could time travel and go back, yeah, what would you do to become rich? Hmm. How would you rig the system to become rich? I want to hear what you say before I tell you what Brandon and I discussed. Because a few of the things we we both uh, were both of our ideas by themselves, and they were very similar. So I'm interested to hear what you would say. Something to rig the system to make me very, very rich, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? In a way, you'd have to you would you couldn't go back 30 years because sometimes. If, let's say you go back 40 years, so you go back to the 70s, you really not going to remember what exactly happened at a certain amount of time. And you come back. Uh, if you do your research right. Right. You got to do your research before you do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you'll be, you know, you can do rich sporting events and things like that. So um, so what what would be like the the one or two big things that you would go for? Um. You know, that's tough because you'd have to lay a lot of money on the line and you'd have to gain a lot of money from it. So, um, I don't know, like sporting events and things like that. So, uh, okay. I don't know. You could say, you know, like, for instance, the past Super Bowl, you go, I, I'm going to put all my money down that the Patriots come back from a what 20-something point <laughs> deficit and win the Super Bowl. And you could make a boatload of money off that um, just based on that. So, yeah, you could you could have been in there in the third quarter <laughs> and said, "Hey, I bet you a ten thousand dollars they still come yeah, back to win." Right, and it made me a pretty rich person. So, but um, yeah, that's a that's a tough one, man. I like that question though. You'd have to really think back to some big events or things that are more like you would get a lot of money back, and so on. I'm trying to think what you know, what betting purposes are there out there? So. Well, the thing that Brandon and I both yeah, what uh, you guys talk about? both thought of, the one that overlapped and we both thought of together was um, writing songs, okay. like stealing the lyrics of songs and selling it to music performers before they basically come up with it. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. It's kind of a way to do it behind the scenes and like make a lot, like thinking of some of those songs that have just lasted forever, some of the huge hits. Uh, Brandon also went into the movie categories and things like that. And then of course we brought up, you know, buy stock and Apple and, uh, and things like that because those things have blown up. But the, the interesting thing, one, uh, that I wanted to, that I said would totally just blow people away if you did this because of it actually happening mm. is making some kind of wager on Tom Brady when he got drafted in the sixth round. Right. And just being like, I bet he's going to win more Super Bowls than, <laughs> you know, whoever. Right. So. But those are for really good. I like the little song lyrics. Like, you know, maybe you, you'd you find something that has a percentage of a song that every time it's played, you get paid. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, anytime you hear it, like you could do the ESPN jingle. And every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, paid. wasn't it a... Um... Didn't the guy who created the um, score scroller or whatever uh, that they use, oh, yeah. uh, I think that he did something like that where he gets paid every time it cycles oh, right? through ones. I think so. I thought I heard that. I could be completely wrong. Maybe maybe it was in a conversation where somebody said, man, that guy should have done that because he'd make a ton of money. Right. Um, but, yeah, yeah. that's uh, – kind of interesting to think about but that was an interesting conversation everybody kind of takes in different directions different ways 
But you know, there is one I was thinking about, though, and it just happened. And that is, well, I don't know if it make well, it's going to, it'll make you something, okay, is the guy that put put out the tweet, I need my nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats to that guy, huh? That was impressive. Yeah. So what was it? Uh, he tweeted Wendy's, I'm sure everybody's heard about it, but maybe if he didn't, he tweeted at Wendy's and he's a uh, high school kid, six, between 16 and 18 or something like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he tweeted Wendy's and said, hey, how how many retweets to get free chicken nuggets for a year? And they said 18 million. First thing I did was I was just like, okay, first of all, are there even 18 million people on Twitter? I figured there would be. I think there's there's something, I want to say like 60 million or something. There's a large number. So there's well over 18 million. So yeah. technically, yes, it's attainable. So this kid starts going and tweeting it out. And he broke the, I think it was, what, 3.4? Yeah, retweeting record, yeah. Yeah, the um, the other uh, highest tweet before that was years ago from the award show. I can't remember which one with Ellen DeGeneres and the selfie that they took. Okay. Um, cause I remember them talking about that and that was 3.4 or something. And he got to 3.4 something, something. And so Wendy's gave him some kind of something, uh, some free chicken nuggets. I don't know if it was the, for the year or whatnot, but they said, congratulations on being the most readed tweet ever. Yeah. That's pretty impressive talking about a guy. He's got to have his nugs and yeah. something like that just takes off and blows up it's just amazing that just something like that you just go let's see if he can hit this mark so yeah <laughs> pretty impressive it's kind of annoying it's one of those things where it's just like dang it why didn't i think of that <laughs> exactly i know you're like dang it that's pretty good so yeah it's like tweeting at michigan and saying hey how many retweets for free season tickets yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, they probably they probably wouldn't do that, but right, right, right. That might be one we might want to think about. So, yeah, go back in time and think about. Um, oh, I thought I had something more to add to that tweet conversation, but anyways, uh, Twitter will be coming up in our conversation here, though, when we do get to the mission football talk. So, uh, I guess that's a good transition here to go ahead and move along into the football talk here coming up. Right. Well, the first thing we're going to talk about, the thing that we didn't get to talk about last time, is actually partially to do with Twitter. So, um, all the Michigan fans now have a new best friend. Oh, yeah. His his name is Tim Brewster. Mm Mm-hmm. And how many people know Tim Brewster? He's so famous. He's so amazing. Everybody knows him, and he's just so cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talk about getting a lot of retweets and a lot of stuff from a lot of fans. A lot of attention, and as some people like to say, uh, clickbait. Right. But uh, he took a pot shot at Harbaugh. After the NFL draft, do, 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 do. Um, let me see. I, I actually forgot to bring up the actual tweet. Um, but Tim Brewster is the tight ends coach for Florida State, which everyone uh, should remember that um, we lost to Florida State in the bowl game. Um, bum, 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 bum. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to find it now. Do you have that tweet on you? Because I, I was going to read it and I forgot. You got it? Yeah. Okay, Basically, go for it. Was, you're, it. It was kind of an in response, you know, to Michigan's success on draft day. And we know that uh, Michigan uh, had 11 draft picks, which is pretty close to the record retiring the record that Ohio state had last year. So um, we had a lot of success and the NFL posted, you know, schools 
a kind of a helmet graph of schools that had, you know, like a pie chart of a helmet, a football helmet, and then Michigan being at the top, and then second place Alabama, followed by Miami, Florida, and then Utah of all places got eight, and the LSU at eight. So, and uh, NFL just pretty much tweeted out saying schools with the most selections in uh, in 2017. Well, after that post, this is the only FBO, FBS co- positional coach that tweeted back at our success, which is a little strange because of the very fact that it's not one of our rivals. And I can understand it being a Big Ten rival or someone who clearly is connected to Michigan as far as, like, he did, you know, and things like that. But of all, all the places in the world, I would never think it would be uh, Florida State, and who has no, I call it, no dog in this <laughs> in this race. And it happens to be that Tim Brewster, the tight ends coach, just happened to say most draft picks doesn't correlate to winning, just gassed Michigan. Orange, and then, of course, hashtag Orange Bowl champions. So, And that right there is... You you just set off a firestorm with Michigan fans. <laughs> yeah, he got tore up, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, uh, I don't have all of them in front of me, but people were bringing up because if, well, Tim Brewster, like we said, is not a name that people are going to know, but uh, he was the head coach at Minnesota. Yep, and his overall record was fifteen and thirty. And he lost Michigan every single time, if I'm not mistaken, and it was a large margin of victory for Michigan. Yeah, actually, one of the I think one of the worst Big Ten coaches in in, in history at that time. So yeah, so congratulations. But um, so people talked about that. People also I uh, got uh, tweeted at him about uh, what was it? Different things, kind of like. You're, why are you diminishing these players' accomplishments? Right. Um, and uh, and giving them a hard time about that because he's just kind of, it's just kind of like you know these players worked hard and they got drafted and that's a great accomplishment and it's just you know uh, it was not good look for him and there were other things. Do you remember some of the other things? I don't. It's been it has been like a week, so some of the main ones I've forgotten. Yeah, it's basically just my thing would always just be I'm not exactly sure what prompt him to go after, you know, Michigan's success during that time. You know, a lot of people, I think we were just like, we really kind of just didn't understand it. But uh, um, I think uh, even uh, Grant Newsom came back with something, you know, and tweeted back saying something like going, uh, yeah. I think during the Florida State game, during that time when they played us, in the, oh yeah, they—I guess their tight ends didn't even have a catch in the game. So it's like <laughs> he got a tight end coach saying, you know, you know, oh here's Grant Newsom saying, should I talk about your tight ends who had zero catches? Um, yeah, and in the game and and how you are possibly one of the worst <laughs> head coaches in Big Ten history. Let me know. And then, of course, hashtag glass houses. So, you know, throwing stones in glass houses. But, you know, and the thing is, is after all that happened, is Tim Brewster knows that Michigan Twitter is like one of the, I, I call it, like biggest fan bases in the country. Everybody should know that by now. And then we, and we do. But then he throws, and then he, he takes another stab at us by saying, "Here's just another look at our orange bowl rings," and he shows a big old orange bowl ring, and he puts it on there again. And I'm like, "Oh God, here you go, dude." <laughs> so obviously, he didn't learn his lesson. And then, of course, Mich- you know, Jim Harbaugh comes back and just says, "You know, our our players like to be drafted." A little dig back at him, saying, "So, yeah." And- I- it, you're right with kind of how you started the whole thing. It's just like, why is this coming from them? I mean, I under, we understand that they beat us in the bowl game and everything, and it was a close game, but I don't know. It's just, it seems like everybody just want if they think of something clever, tries to do something, and 
never really works out. Right. I mean, we're talking about Bruce who was like what fifteen and thirty with the with the Minnesota. Yeah. And it was fired. Actually, he was fired midway through the season, two thousand ten season. So that tells you what a great <laughs> coach he was. He wasn't good at all. And that's one of those things where I'm thinking about you're gonna rip. Why is it a? My thing is why would it be a tight ends coach? Is it, you know to me it seems to me that he had some sort of like deep down hatred for Michigan just based on the fact that he was a coach at Minnesota. So is that where you're getting? I mean, you think that's where this is coming from? Because I don't see why a tight ends coach would make a comment like that. Yeah, I kind of see it like that. I mean. Um, probably didn't like Michigan too much and then finally had success, except for then he's almost taking the success on himself, kind of. Like, I don't know. It, and he didn't, and then he didn't even really do anything, like Newsom said. His, his position, his players didn't accomplish anything in the game. Right. So he just looked foolish for doing it. So, social media, as always, something going on with Michigan. Other things, do you have anything else to add to that before we move on? No, just uh, we, we had a lot. We had quite a bit, lot of fun that week, the last yeah. couple of weeks with oh. Timmy Boy. I mean, we did. so. Yeah, and to mention to that, it was uh, now there's like a community. Basically, the entire Michigan community is blocked by uh, Tim Brewster <laughs> yeah, on Twitter. But, <laughs> but there is uh, one left. There's one left. There is a secret mission that is going on, and there is a um, someone lurking in the shadows and just biding their time and waiting. And I wish... No, I was looking for something. I thought I might have a fun sound to use, but I don't. Uh, anyways, I have not been blocked by Tim Brewster because oh, I just man. retweeted some stuff. I know, I'm special. Uh, Timmy and I are tight. We're like best buds yeah but, like, um, man. yeah i did not most of the people like retweeted and said something on when they quoted it or they tweeted at him and things like that so a bunch of people got blocked really fast like it was almost like an auto programming thing that i put in there as soon as somebody <laughs> tweeted him but or something yep i just retweeted and i didn't tweet at him so i am still yet to be blocked by him so I'm just waiting and biding my time for something to happen in this 2017 season where I can just pounce on top of him and tweet something at him. It'll probably only last for like five minutes, but that is my moment of glory that I'm like waiting for in the 2017 season. The only Trump card that we have right now is Caleb. So all Twitter fans or fans of the show, Caleb has the end. (laughs) He is in, he is the mole. Of Twitter when it comes to Tim Brewster, so hopefully yeah. and hear this and then get blocked. So, yes, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wait for it. Yep, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming this year. Wait for it. Yep, if he's 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 going to be on the lookout for Tim Brewster and what he says, and I can't wait. That'll be fun, man. I'm blocked by the way. I got blocked real early, so of course. Yeah. So if anybody does come across something that's just too good to pass up, yeah. feel free to forward it to me. I'm sure that see what's probably is going to happen is that people are going to see it and find it through other means and they'll they'll be sharing it. So I'm sure that something will come up and it will be too good to pass up. But anyways, plenty to talk about. So we'll keep this conversation going, and I guess we'll keep going in the ah, man. No, we'll we'll kind of switch gears a little bit and go from the negative side of things to the positive, which is actually shocking. And so uh, Craig has something to share that was a bit of a surprise this week that came out. Yeah, about um, Marty Smith you're talking about? Yeah. And this kind of opens up my... I'll say this, which is great, but it, where this it's coming from makes, of course, a friend of ours with Michigan, and and what you I believe what you tweeted out, which was I thought was very funny. Um, so here's Marty Smith. Um, 
I think he's like an NFL guy. I think he's on the ESPN and things like that. So, you know, he's kind of a talking head. But um, he had this he had this quote. He started talking about Jim Harbaugh. So he mentioned it and he quoted saying, I had, I had a certain image of who he was, and I was completely wrong. I couldn't be more impressed with the man. Marty Smith, of course. So he, he put that out. And my thing was is, well, that's cool. But then the person that put it out was Mr. Feinbaum. Our buddy Paul Feinbaum puts that out. And then he's, he puts, after their trip to Rome, Marty Smith came away feeling differently about Coach Jim Harbaugh. So, PD. So, <laughs> right. To which I thought you had a very funny tweet was, there's the SEC network. <laughs> you you finish it, made me laugh. So, oh yeah, I'll. Um, sorry, I didn't have that pulled up. Uh, I gotta look and see exact. I was uh, I was a little bit surprised that I caught uh, fire so quickly. But uh, let me make sure that I go. Yeah. So Paul Feinbaum tweeted that out, and I retweeted it with the caption of. The SEC network where you will find more coverage on Jim Harbaugh than the Big Ten network. It's so true, dude. <laughs> you could not be more right on that. God, it's amazing. I go good or bad now. I mean, we're now at good and bad now. It's, yeah. It's all across the board, and it makes me laugh because I go, there's no way in the world. I cannot see the fans of his show liking what's going on. Yeah, well, it's comical. It's getting to the point where it's just like, okay, yes, you guys talk about the whole Rome trip because that is a unique thing. Everybody's talking about it. It's a national conversation. Now it's over, and nobody else is really talking about it now, and you're right. still ta- essentially talking about it. Right. And it's just like I would expect, and I don't know. I don't watch the Big Ten Network. I don't have it on cable or anything. Um, I don't know if the Big Ten has done a lot with it since they've been back. I don't think they have. So for the SEC Network, one of the talking heads from the SEC Network to still be talking about is just kind of, it. like I said, it's comical. It's just, okay, dude, whatever floats your boat, you just can't shut up about it. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I mean, you made a great point about talking about the trip to Rome. It's unique. It's different. No, I don't believe any coach has ever done that in college football history to do something like that, which is news, and you can bring that up. I get that. This one makes no sense to me because you just talk about Marty Smith just making a comment about Jim Harbaugh. Why? What does this have to do with Paul Feinbaum? I mean, why does he have to comment on this? This, is, this isn't even a a quote that needs to be out there that yeah, it's a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's just a, a nice little compliment from Marty Smith, which is great. And we feel the same way, you know, he, you know, Jim Harbaugh's kind of a, a goofy guy and, you know, he's got goofy things that he does. He's kind of like a, a kid at heart and does, you know, and, and a lot of people don't like that. It rubs them the wrong way and they hate him. So, uh, here's just a simple comment by Marty Smith and Feinbaum has to tweet about that. It makes no sense to me that he's got to use this. Why bring this up? Well, the thing too, that I don't know because I never listened to a show. I've only heard segments afterwards. Um, if it has anything to do with Michigan, usually because people share it, but was it in a positive context or was it in a negative context that Feinbaum was doing it? Was he like, being satirical or comical with it and trying to put negative light on it? Or was he being more positive kind of oddly as he was about the road Rome trip and praising Jim Harbaugh for it, which is weird too, because I'll mention it as well. seems like Feinbaum goes through this cycle each year where right before the season, during the season and after the season until April, March, Mm -hmm. He hates Jim Harbaugh. He thinks Jim Harbaugh is not doing anything right. He's just causing problems and all this other nonsense. And then for a couple months, he's just like, oh, Jim Harbaugh is doing all these great things. He's being innovative and blah, blah, blah. And Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, you're right. And and just reading what he, you know, Paul Feinbaum put is – 
it doesn't seem to me to be anything, you know, undertone to it at all. It seems like a nice compliment. I'm just wondering, you know, was it a slow day for you, buddy? Because this is like, so what? You know, have Marty Smith tweet it out. Why do you have to? It doesn't make any sense. And I'm like looking at this and I'm going, is it, does he do this? Because he's kind of like, I know in the beginning, I know Paul, I know what he said in the beginning. He actually liked the very thing that Jim Harbaugh did as far as going to Rome. He said it was a good idea. He said what a, he beat Saban and a lot of coaches to the punch on that because it's a good recruiting tool or whatever. And it's a good thing for your football team. And he praised it. In fact, he says one of the coolest things he's ever seen, which is a big thing for him to say. But now, you know, I look at this and I go, okay, after, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. But I'm also going, well, which is it? You know, you're either, and I'm wondering if he does that because the very fact is he knows a lot of Michigan fans have him on his sights. So he's kind of moving in and out, like you're saying, like a wave, like he's being real complimentary. And then he's ripping on Harbaugh and it just gets him more viewers and gets more people talking about him, talking about his show, talking about what he's about and and talk about who is this guy. And he never talks about his own team. (laughs) So it's a good good recruiting tool to him. Well, you, you, you said specifically use the words uh, like it was a slow day or something like that. And how can it be a slow day for the sec network when they can talk about the Florida coach being naked with a shark. <laughs> that is what I want to know. How can you have things, be searching for things to talk about when you have that? Music going. About. Where's the Jaws? Yeah, I'll have to find that. But seriously, how can you have a slow day or how can you bring up like tiny little things such as that Right. when you have that crazy thing with the shark and we don't need to go any graphic details? No. Because that, I just don't even know. I, I I mean, it's, I guess, really not confirmed, but that is just disturbing nonetheless. I mean, so. could it be that, you know, maybe he was, like, sunning himself and he was just naked and, and then a Sharknado came through and dumped a shark on him and, you know, he's kind of trapped underneath it? I don't know. And the other sharks just took his clothes? Yeah. <laughs> Right, there you go. I'm going, I don't know, but it is where you, if anybody's even seen it, you need to go out and see it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, why wouldn't you even post about that? That's amazing. (laughs) But yet, yeah, here we got this. But uh, that is quite funny to actually put something like that. (laughs) Or even the fact is, you know, talk about LSU beating out Michigan as far as, you know, and, and getting the. Uh, some of the satellite camps and yeah. satellite games and, and Michigan was right there with Tulane as far as like getting camps going and Tulane picked LSU obviously wanting to keep it in the Louis- there you go it, it took a while I was kind of like man I didn't realize how long it took and how quiet it was is this the Florida coach right yeah this is the Okay. this is for the Florida coach yeah. The mighty SEC. <laughs> do you, all right, let me put this. Let's make a wager on how many think, people do you think are going to have wear shark outfits at the Michigan oh my Florida game? <laughs> how many How many shark outfits and how many posters are there going to be? <laughs> right. I know. There has to be, man. I'm, like, I'm banking on it. Michigan fans will not let us down. They, they, they know. They never forget, and I'm telling you, they will. So. Yeah, they. You guys need to step up. That's that's all I'm saying. Somebody needs yeah. to make sure that happens. Are you going to that game? I can't remember. I don't know. I was about thinking it. about it. So. Okay. Because um, yeah, I know I'm not going. But so that's that was kind of not expected to be talked about. But yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So um, there you go. It. Yeah, Paul. He is what he is. So. Yeah, but uh, something else then that, I mean, we're here kind of on a social media kick. This happens a lot during the off season. but something else happened. And was it this week? Was it all today? I don't know. I can't remember. I I just heard about it today 
so maybe I'm a little bit behind it. Mm-hmm. But the so we went from uh, Tim Brewster being negative about Michigan football, then we went to Paul Feinbaum being positive, which was shocking, and now we come to people in Ohio being negative about Michigan football, which shocker, shocker, whatever. Or I guess we should be more specific and say this is about um, Michigan football players or previous Michigan football right. players. So if people did not hear, uh, there was someone this first time I'm hearing of them, apparently with Cleveland Sports Radio, ESPN Cleveland 850, there's an individual, or I guess now I should say was an individual who worked with them known as Sabrina Parr. Yep. Um, and she had some crazy things to say about Jabril Peppers. Uh, I have the sound, but I don't know if we can really share all of it. Okay. I don't know how much we can and things like that, so I don't want to. But anyways, I guess what we'll go ahead and do is just uh, mention some of the things. She basically came out and said that um, Jabril Peppers is doing drugs, like, all the time since he's been in Cleveland. Um, uh, The slang terms, which I didn't know this, I'm out of the loop, on the lean and on the molly, but whatever. Um, Uh, Let me see. Yeah, the the lean referring to, you know, was it uh, a mix of pro promethazine and co- with codeine? So, yeah, it, the she just she talks about his diluted sample, mm-hmm. and um, is basically saying that that's proving that he does drugs, even though it's what's known as diluted sample, which doesn't prove anything. Um, but then, uh, somebody said on the show, you're acting like he's out of his mind all the time. And she responded, I'm not acting. He's acting, uh, implying that he's the one who's high all the time. Um, and she go, she does all this stuff with accusations, uh, saying that he's high all the time and he's basically been high since he's been in Cleveland. Um, I don't and she just started attacking people. And she, it, it, okay. I, I don't even know really because I'm reading through all of this and there's tons of different stuff in here and I don't know where to pull it out and I don't want to play the whole audio or anything. But my, my standpoint is whenever you're going to accuse someone of something that there is no proof, I mean, that's a diluted sample. Other people have had diluted samples and that's not a positive sample for drugs. That's a diluted sample. I mean, I would think that she would be smart enough to figure that out. We discussed previously the difference between those two. Mm -hmm. But when you're going to accuse somebody of something, be serious about it. (laughs) When you're accusing someone about something that you have no proof of, that you have no proof of, don't act like a child and an idiot. Quote unquote sources. Yeah, well, no, when you, I yep. mean, even if you have sources, because she was, I don't think she was saying she had sources. No, if I just going, if I remember correctly, she was saying that from her being near or around him. Right. Uh, she know, she knows this because she's spending all her time around Jabril Peppers, apparently. But so she's, but she's accusing him of something that's, you know, pretty serious. I mean, you know, drugs is no thing to joke about or anything. I mean, there are other uh, certain degrees of thing, but drugs is nothing to joke about. Uh, but she's accusing him, and she is acting like a child. She's mm-hmm. she's being she's making f- fun of it. She's laughing. She's being loud. I I I couldn't take her serious. Like right. even if she was talking about the most serious subject in the world, it's just like how can anyone take you serious with how you're trying to depict this and how you're saying it? 
And so if you're going to go out and you're going to accuse something that you have no facts, you have nothing backing you up, you are just talking straight out of your mouth, out of your opinions, out of your own personal, I think she says, unique perspective or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You need to be serious about it then. You do not need to act like this idiot on the radio, whether you're doing it for show or what, I'm not sure. But if you listen to it, that's not uh, – if you want to be taken serious, which I don't think she does. People have been talking about how yeah. she's uh, – she created this and also has created drama in the past and things like that. And she has a, a, a rep sheet of different things that she's been involved Controversy she with. does, yep. Yeah, she, mm-hmm. her and controversy look like they go hand in hand. Right. Yeah, she so also that, did the same thing with a veteran tackle there, uh, Joe Thomas. She accused him of being on drugs, too. So this isn't her first rodeo. Yeah. So, um, but something that I will say here, let's see. Uh, during, during part of the show, like, she went off in this one part. And like I said, she was just, it was almost like she was irate and just going crazy and I don't know you just will need to listen to it because uh, she uh, she never came across serious at any point right it was like it was like a show a performance it, that's how it came across but anyways um, somebody on the show said the Browns contacted them and have asked for the first segment of the show she responded it's cool I have been down this road before I have no shame right so one thing I want to bring up now is that it has been reported that they have uh, split ways that they have let her go, that she's no longer with the Cleveland ESPN 850. So I wonder now with her, is it still cool? <laughs> is it still cool? Have you been down this road? Have you been down this road where your radio station, your employer has let you go because of the dumb things that you've said? Yeah, because if no, that no, if that's the new cool, no sources, I must right. be missing out. Yeah, you're right. With I mean, you're just talking out of your butt, and you just have nothing, and you're okay with that. And if this is her first, you know, third or fourth time she's done something like this, that's weird. Because why wouldn't you? You, if you want to be taken seriously, like this, Cle- you know, this place, this Cleveland, what is it, Cleveland or ESPN eight fifty Cleveland? Then why? If you want to be taken seriously, then why are you having somebody like her on here there who just kind of spouts off and doesn't even, like you said, back up to what she's saying? You're just yeah. going by what you think? You can't yeah, go by then, what you think. <laughs> yeah, and then you said it too, and you saw it, uh, um, and we're talking about earlier. Then she comes back and says that everything she said was taken out of context. Right. How can you, I mean, you can blatantly go through and read what she said or listen to what she said. And it's like, how do you take that out of context? You are coming out <clears throat> and saying that he is high all the time. You are saying that he does drugs. Where do you take that out of context? Well, not. You're saying it straightforward. There's nothing to take out of context. He does drugs. That is what you said. Right. <laughs> the end. Well, it's not drugs. It's the lean and the molly. Well, we're learning something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we're getting our urban language together. I mean, we're getting it, but and Molly meaning what ecstasy, I'm guessing. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I can't remember exactly. Just yeah, and you look at the two, you're just talking about, yeah, there are slang terms or urban terms for, yeah, make kind of mixture of codeine, Sprite, and Jolly Rancher candy, and Molly meaning ecstasy or something like that. And I'm like, okay, so you're pretty much saying he's doing drugs all the time. So yeah, there well, you he, go. Th- this is another thing too, t- to where you can understand her comprehension and her thought process, because yeah. this will just show you how crazy it is. <clears throat> Many of you may not know, but s- at least some of you are going to be familiar with the name Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who played for Cleveland? Oh yeah. And she compared him with Josh Gordon. And she was saying how, man, crap, I can't remember, I can't remember specifically what she said. I should probably bring it up on where she was saying, uh, he's not going to make it. Yeah, he's not going to make it. I'm talking about Peppers and why he's not going to make it because he's on the lean and the Molly. 
Uh, Listen, the guy's not going to make it. He's not going to make it through the season. And then she goes on later to talk about comparing him to Josh Gordon and saying how they have similar issues, and that is the reason why he's not going to make it. So let's – she is so good with what she's saying, and she has such a great understanding of things, so let's compare the two. Like, since this is a comparison that she can make, let's compare the two. Because – um, and you can correct me wherever you are, uh, you, wherever you want to, Craig, with this, because I'll admit, I mean, I've only done, been looking at this stuff this evening. I mean, I'm not being paid by a radio station to do research and to spend my time. I have another job. I'm doing this outside my job. So, I mean, if I have, if I'm getting paid to work, hopefully more than eight hours or more a day during the work week to do stuff like this, I would hope sometime would be invested in research. Apparently people don't understand that word. Anyways, Josh Gordon in college, he and a teammate in 2010 were arrested. <coughs> yeah. After they fell asleep in a drive through line at a Taco Bell, police found marijuana in the car. July, 2011, Art Bryles suspended Gordon indefinitely for rules violations. And Gordon said that it was for a failed marijuana test. June 2013, Uh, now he's in the NFL. He was suspended without pay for the first two games of the 2013 NFL season for violating the NFL's substance abuse policy. September 2013, Gorn confirms that he's facing banishment from the NFL for at least a year if he violates the substance abuse policy again. (coughs) Sorry. And uh, May 2014, Sources tell ESPN that Gordon tested positive for marijuana and was informed uh, pending suspension, whatever. Anyways, another incident. Uh, March 2016, uh, suspended Cleveland Browns receiver Josh Gordon failed a drug test in the month of March, according to multiple reports. So that's his... His list of things. Yeah, I mean, Josh Gordon is pretty much everybody knows from fantasy football being a nightmare to them because extremely talented, great wide receiver, but had a lot of time, trouble in his past just with, you know, drugs and hanging around the wrong people and just bad news and had that much. But you're literally comparing Peppers right out of the gate like this, and it's amazing that you could do that when you have no – any kind of information at all to back it up. So, and that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about Josh Gordon. I mean, a history, but yet you're talking Peppers is already on his way and you don't even know anything yet. And yet you've already got him, what, tanking it? (laughs) Yeah. You've already got him tanked and he'll never make it. Oh, that's good. Good to know. I mean, well, let's, uh, we can review Peppers, um, sheet of violations. Yeah. His list of violations. Yeah, do it. Uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be wrong. Peppers, 2017, has a diluted sample at the combine. Okay. Keep that's, going. Keep going. I, I, that's all I got. Oh. I mean, am I wrong? I no. mean, maybe was there something earlier Wait, on at Michigan that I'm more? missing? <laughs> not that I know of. And, and if I'm wrong, I'm, like I said, <clears throat> I'm researching this on top of other things. So I am well aware that there may be something that I overlooked, but even if this is the little bit that is a little bit accurate, I would think that someone wouldn't go ahead and make a comparison like that where, what is this, one, two, three, four, five, six different uh, dates that I just put out there for Josh Gordon and how many, hold on, how many, one, two, two of them were in college. Right. Before he got to the NFL, and Peppers has won when he's technically out of college, going into the NFL, and so those that one instance in between college and the NFL me like means that he's going to fail in the existence of the NFL, even though it's not a positive drug test that we've already discussed, and now he's in the drug program because of a diluted test. Yeah, I know. 
I mean, you you really just uh, I don't I can't remember if you said you listened to the audio or not, Craig. But if anyone wants to know, like I said, just listen to it. It is the most ridiculous way to in your professional career. I'm using quotations because if you want to call a professional career with the way that she acted, if you are going to in your professional career, um have these kind of accusations against someone without proof, you do not do it the way that she did. No. Because I can guarantee you, if she came out and she just said, look, this is stuff that I'm hearing, I'm telling you, this is a serious concern, because I can see some of these things kind of relating to the way that Josh Gordon was, and if she even just said it that way, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, you know. That's something to talk about. You're bringing it up. Okay. Right. You're, you're talking, you're having a discussion about, it. no, it was like irate and just <laughs> almost a tantrum on why aren't people believing me on this and how can people be so unreasonable to look at my terrible comparison, my lack of evidence and my poor attitude about this and not believe me. Well, it makes you think, was she on the lean and the Molly? Well, that's the thing, too. It's just like, so so I can just go ahead and go out there and report that you're an alcoholic right. without she any proof? Right, certainly acted like one, right? Yeah. I mean, it, what... I, I probably have just as much information to base it off of from your irrational behavior on that show to say that you're an alcoholic then and report it and have those accusations without any proof and have that totally be okay. Right. And let me clarify, this is all completely false information that I'm stating. I'm just using it as an example. I'm clarifying that and putting that information in there. I'm not just going and going irate about just random stupid crap on a talk show. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I could not believe it. I just. Yeah, that's, you know, know, I'm like, you know what, Jabril, you you, you might want to get out of that Cleveland, man. Dog country. You might want to get out of there. They already got it out for you. Well, he might not have to worry about it because, like I said, she has been reported that she is no longer with that station. Bravo. The ESPN Cleveland 850. Even though she was so confident when she was on the radio that on saying, it's cool. I've been down this road before. I have no shame. And then and in turning, texting or tweeting out saying I was taken out of context. So basically, your opinion, listening to it, was she taken out of context, Caleb? I, how can you take that out of context? <laughs> right. How? You can't. That's why. No. And she repeated it several times, too. Right. It's not like you said one thing one time that could have been taken out of context. You said it multiple times and you were mocking someone, even if it was true. You are mocking someone for right. having a drug problem. Right. And she was laughing about it and being comical about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, there, I, there's no good from that. And I, I, I had some funny stuff, though, man. I've just, I don't, yeah, I never understood why that was, but uh, it was funny to listen to it because I just laughed. I went, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. But, uh, <laughs> Fortunately, some of the people on the show with her shared my understanding and thoughts on the situation where it's just like, what what are you trying to do? Right. And someone even attacked uh, her work ethic, apparently it sounded like. Mm-hmm. They were yeah. talking about how she never shows up to work or something. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. You can go listen to it. It's out there. It's easy to find. Her name was Sabrina Parr, or however you say it, Sabrina P-A-R-R. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But hey, ESPN was laying off a lot of people, so I guess that helps ESPN out. <laughs> there you go. That might have been somebody you might want to have dumped a long time ago. Yeah, you're welcome, ESPN. Yeah. So That's one, one less person you have to pay. Yep. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. So. Um. There you go. Well, yeah, man. Uh, we had a couple other. Th- uh, we've got a little bit of time still. We yeah. got like ten minutes, so. There was that question you had, Craig, yep. and then there was also the um, 
some stuff about recruiting. Do you want to put off recruiting until next time or something? Yeah, we can do that. That's fine. Yeah, my question will be you probably end up taking the rest of the time. It'll be, it'll be um, my question to you, and I'll see where you go with this. And I'm going to kind of – I tweeted it out, and it was more of a poll question, but in, in then until, you know, you and I know, and you and I – based on, you know, the popularity of the show kind of growing, you get a lot of like what trolls, you know, you get a lot of Buckeye trolls and, you know, I get that and it happens, but this poll question out ended up getting a lot of like uh, conversation going with a lot of Michigan fans, which is great because I really wanted to know what everybody thought. I, there was no right or wrong answer because no one knows, but it was an interesting question I've always thought about. And then, of course, Ohio State trolls got on there and started skewing the poll question. So it basically was worthless to, to even post it and see what everybody thought. So, but my question was to you is this: just kind of um, kicking it around was, do you think, based on because of the very fact is the uh, athletic director Brandon being fired, obviously, which was a great thing for Michigan. So. Um, obviously that was a terrible year what the past 10 years with Rich Rod and Brady Hoke um, my question to you is let's say they kept Brandon and they they hired after Carr retired if they hired a pro style co- uh, coach in place of Rich Rod they never went to the spread so let's throw the leadership and let's throw out the athletic director out of the mix. Do you think if they just kind of kept the trend of a pro style system, do you think we would have beaten Ohio state and Michigan state in those 10, that 10 year tenure more? We think we would have won more games. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I could see a little bit of a difference, maybe like a game or something here or there, but I don't think it would have, tip the scale very heavily. Okay. Um, no, that being said, all I know is whatever your opinion is, Craig, it's wrong. But <laughs> I just had to say that because you said there is no right or wrong answer, but your, your answer is always wrong. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't think it would have made a huge amount of difference. I mean, depending on the coach, I mean, if you get an amazing coach or something in there, yeah. But if you're just kind of saying if you get a run-in-the-mill guy in there, do you think, yeah, I don't I don't think it would have been anything huge. It would have really depended on how uh, big of a coach and everything it was that got in there. And actually, really honestly, I think, uh, not to get into this conversation too much, but I think it was a better thing that Harbaugh wasn't hired right after Carr left and right. that he was hired later, like now. Right. Because he had that opportunity in the NFL, and he did stuff there, and he did some proving and everything. And, anyways, that's that's another conversation, maybe for another time. But then, what what were your thoughts with that? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I, you know, I, you you have a lot of people that were echoing the same thing, and and I would guess that you would agree with. Boy, leadership was the biggest thing on our downfall, on why we had that that run of just absolutely just being terrible and in a way i see that i get everybody's point and i understand it and it makes sense and you know leadership and brandon at the athletic director was terrible i mean he made some terrible decisions as far and i think it was ego driven and, and a lot of things like that and i just think you know we just downward spiral but i also believe my opinion i think we would have won a lot more games just because of the base that we had to literally uproot a whole pro style and literally slam it to the ground kick dirt on it and bury it and go to a whole new system in which we went to a spread offense almost like the oregon offense and defense with players that we had who aren't used to it i mean we literally had players that weren't used to the spread we had quarterbacks who definitely didn't worth the spread we lost brian mallett to Arkansas, I mean, I think we would have lost them anyways, but, you know, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and he's at Michigan, and that just sealed his fate right there, knowing that Rich Rod was coming in because Ryan Mount doesn't run the uh, spread. 
And I just think there's certain things like that that I went, man, I really think we would have won more games. I think we would have beaten Michigan State a little more. I think we would have beat them more. I'm not saying Ohio State. I'm kind of more leaning towards I think we would have beat Michigan State more based on a pro style because we re- it really took us a long time before we got that, you know, spread somewhat looking okay, but it never really was okay until Denard came around and he just won the games on his own. But uh, I just, to me, I just think we would have won more games. But is it, it is interesting that a lot of people actually think we wouldn't have. So. Yeah, well, now you said more games, uh, but you were specifically asking about more games against Ohio State and Michigan State. Right, and that, well, okay. if you think about it, is during that tenure, we lost most of our games to them. We went. Yeah, well, we yeah we lost a lot of games in general during that time. So <laughs> yeah. if you're talking about all games, yes, I absolutely think we would have won more games in general. Right. And I do share your thoughts though, where if we would have won more games, it would have been more against Michigan State than Ohio State. I do right. agree. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. So right. so it was an interesting question. I think you know we'll never know, but it was one of the things where I really think just going to a spread, getting a spread offenses. I, I called it the what the perfect storm, you know, and I think we all agree on that is bad leadership, bad athletic director, bad decisions, bad coaching, um, and then uprooting what Michigan is based on, and that's power football to the spread. And I'm just not a fan of the spread, man. <laughs> I just yeah. not, and I don't like it. I don't like anything about it, even if it's run well, like Oregon does. I don't. I'm just not a fan of it. So, yeah, no, I agree with that as well. So, well, we are pushing time here. Yeah. So we do need to move along onto uh, some closing thoughts and everything. But just for a minute here, kind of going back to our previous topic and everything. For a transition, I'll include here a little bit of the audio that was from that um, ESPN 850, just for you guys to get a little taste of that. also forgot to mention that she also claimed then that other people had been or were doing drugs, just for context, I guess. But here we go. Here's a second of this. Because he's on the lean. Stage and the one. molly. Listen, the guy is not going to make it, okay? Not going to make what? He's not going to make it through the season. Why? I why told Hammer that? last week how, how he's guys, another can Josh I ask Gordon. Why you guys are burying this kid already? I, I know can a little I, more. Am I going to stick up? I got to be the one to stick up for him. I will. I, why are you? you can you give the kid a chance? I'm Please. telling you, I've seen it firsthand, Riz, from a, a different vantage point, and it's the same thing all over again. How are you already high out of your mind, and you've only been here for a week? Who is high out of their mind? Peppers. <laughs> First of all, he didn't test positive for marijuana. I know. I said That's it the was thing. diluted. So, so you're acting I like, yeah, right, diluted. right. But you're acting like he's high out of his mind all the time. He's oh, I'm not. I'm not acting. He's acting. No, like what? He was. <laughs> what? I guess I can't say certain. No, things. you can't. Well, I no. Well, just yes. That's right. No. <laughs> no, you can't. You shouldn't have. You can't, and you shouldn't have, and now you don't have a job. Well, she knows, man. She's in the know. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I guess I see things from a different perspective. It's well, like, you know, oh, it's really good to hear those guys. Just, you know, I like seeing that. Just literally going, this is ridiculous. If you have no proof, if we, if we're going by your word, that's ridiculous. If you can't go by people's word, you just can't do that. Especially someone like that who's got a history of, you know, controversy and talking and saying talking points like that. So, yeah, no, that was that just gives you a little, and that's how. Most, I dare say, all of it was with the whole attitude and everything with it, where it's just like, what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. All right. Go away. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we'll kind of close things out here. Sorry, I was looking at some reading, busy multitasking. So um, I think. Uh, I don't know if I should announce it. I think next week we're going to do 2017 preview. Yep. Because we're getting closer and closer, and soon we're going to have to do a really close preview and not an early preview. So we should probably get that done sooner rather than later. Um, so be looking forward to that. If anybody wants to share their thoughts, you guys can always call in or email. The email, bluebrothersportscast at gmail.com. The voicemail, 551 258 three two seven six easy to remember five five one 
Blue Bro. And always there's a conversation on Twitter. So uh, any closing thoughts or comments, Craig? No. Stay off the lean and molly. And don't <laughs> go out humping sharks. Yes. Don't, don't do drugs, kids. And don't. Well, Leaning, don't uh, getting on the lean and Molly might lead to you humping sharks, so you might want to, you know, <laughs> it's probably something you might not want to do. Yes, that's very sound advice here from the <laughs> yeah. sports cast. Yeah, if you get anything out of us, that's the one thing lay off the lean and Molly and stop humping sharks. So, <laughs> yes, very well put. Well, uh, we thank you guys for joining us this week. We hope you have a good end to the week and enjoy your weekends. We'll finish things off with Go Blue. Go Blue.